Welcome to the New Jersey Crush FC podcast show discussing all things youth soccer. Lauren, welcome to the show. How are you? I am amazing. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us. We know you're super busy. So this is the New Jersey Crush podcast show. It's an all-girls academy, as you know, in, in New Jersey. So everyone's super excited to listen about your career. And it's been an amazing career. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and talk to everybody. Brilliant, brilliant. So why don't you start, Lauren, just talking about how, growing up and, and when you first started playing soccer? Yeah, so I'm originally from Green Bay, Wisconsin, and um, I actually, basketball was my first love, so that's why I always, when I when I speak to the youth, I'm always like, play multiple sports and enjoy life and have fun, and I actually didn't even start playing soccer until I was about 11, 12 years old, so I started late. I would always play in the neighborhood with all the boys, and I would come home just like all bloody and all muddy, and my mom be like, what are you doing? But I had the best time. I have two brothers, so uh, always got to play in the backyard with them, and yeah, so I started late, so I basically, my mom signed me up for soccer, and I was kind of like, I don't want to do this. I got I got nervous because it was a co-ed. It was a co-ed team that I was originally starting on, and I sat on the bench for most of practice, and I was like, I don't want to do this. And then the coach was like, come on, like halfway through. So I went out there. I was like, fine, I'll try it. I threw a boy on the ground. I scored a goal. My mom picks me up and I'm like, mom, this is my sport. And from then on out, soccer was my love. And I, I, I can't seem to step away from it. Yeah, that's brilliant. Now, just actually something you mentioned there is really interesting, the multi-sport aspect, because parents always talk about this. Should they specialize in one sport at a young age? My belief is you should play as many sports as possible when you're younger because you get the coordination, you get an insight to different movements and sports. Would you agree on that? Yeah, and I'm going to tell you just a little bit too, like with with uh, my background and why ba- playing basketball was like such a huge thing on my life. You know, because I was a forward starting out, so I I played forward for the majority of my career, college, first three years in the pros. I was always a very defensive-minded forward as well, like, you know, as one that liked to play defense as well. But the biggest thing for me is, and why I always talk about being so versatile as a player, is when I got the call-up for the national team, they had a lot of forwards and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make this this squad because, you know, there's not really the, the opportunity to kind of like step in. You know, we had Christine Sinclair, we had everybody, you know, but there was a role that was open at the left back position, the, the defensive position. And so he's like, why don't you try your hand at that? And I was like, well, I, I, I don't really know how to play this position. And he's like, just let the instincts kick in. And I became a defender after that. Um, and if you ever watch me play, you see, and everyone always makes fun of me because they're like, you play like a basketball player in the way that you play defense. But I feel that I learned so many skills from playing basketball that it helped me become the competitive, um, amazing athlete that I was. So. Absolutely. And you went on, you played in a university in Purdue. You, ha- you had set some amazing records there. What was the college life like and how did you find balancing kind of playing and studying? You know, I, I, I think that doing the college route is, is, is an amazing, amazing thing. I, I met so many people along the way and, you know, I, I got my, uh, my degree and everything that, and I just learned 
so much. And what I loved about playing at Purdue, you know, it was a great school. I got to meet a lot of people, as I said, but also the the life skills that I learned while in school, but also just the balance of the studying and stuff. And I, I know that a lot of the youth, they find that that difficult. Well, what's great about being in college is, you know, we had study hours that were for us and, you know, school came first always, you know, they always made sure that we got our work done. So I was very grateful for that. And I also was just like, I didn't really know what was going to happen with my career. And it's just so important to have that degree and to be able to, um, yeah, just, just have a degree. I think that's like the biggest thing, but I would say balancing, you know, I know that's a big stressor for a, a lot of people. And I think the biggest thing that I learned while I was there, they actually had a course for us to kind of learn how to balance, but I would just, you know, be easy on myself and I would take it day by day and I wouldn't stress too much. And I would set out a daily schedule and my daily routine. And I found that that really, you know, helped me, you know, kind of get everything accomplished and everything done and, and, and try not to be so hard on myself like a lot of a lot of us are every day. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I totally agree. I mean, college is a win-win, really, because you get to play soccer at a really, really high level with great facilities against great players, but you also get an education to kind of set yourself up for the future. Now, you went on to play in the Olympics uh, with the mm -hmm. Canadian national team, which must have been just a surreal experience. Yeah, it was It was incredible. Um, I had played through Canada through my father. He's uh, from Newfoundland originally. And so that's how I was able to play for Canada. And it was the best experience. I grew up like, you know, watching the 99ers and watching Canada, watching, you know, just as a little girl, like staring at the, the TV and being like, oh my gosh, I want to be there someday. So it was so surreal when I was actually there. It was such a pinch me moment having my family there, you know, in London Olympics, you know, watching the flag rise, getting having a medal around our neck and just being able to play in like Old Trafford, Newcastle, all these incredible facilities um, and just being a part of the whole process. It was it, still to this day, I'm like, wow, I did that. Um, it was incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I look at your your kind of history and your playing career and you've done some amazing things and just the Olympic thing just kind of stands out so much. I mean, it's mm -hmm. every, probably every kid's dream to, we all grew up watching the Olympics in all, all the different countries so to play and it must have just been amazing and obviously a credit to you for, for putting the dedication in to get there. Now you played for a string of professional clubs, had a great career. Obviously you're super talented. I mean, I suppose from the women's point of view, the game has come on a lot and women are finally starting to get treated the way they should get treated in terms of, you know, uh, compensation and endorsements and things like that. But there must have been some tough times in terms of, you know, how the women's game was uh, treated and maybe at times, am I right in saying it didn't get the respect it deserved? Oh, 100%. I mean, it's it's definitely drastically improved. There's still a long way to go. But like, even for me, when I came out of college, the league had just folded. There wasn't a league for us to play in. And I didn't even see years after that, after I was out of college. And that first league only was around years because nobody just really cared too much to keep it afloat. It was kind of like, oh, I guess we needed to have a league. So we're going to have a league. And um it was it was tough the things that we'd go through you know you're not making any money you're not you know and people just are like women's soccer like what is that like I'm not going to follow that social media like on a daily like you're constantly 
having people attack you for being a female athlete. Like, women can't do this. Women can't do that. But seeing how much, especially through the national, really putting soccer on the map for women's soccer has been incredible to see. Now people are selling out stadiums. You know, we're, we have more teams being added to the league. The NWSL has really expanded. I mean, people are selling out more so than MLS crowds. And I mean, just seeing the, the presence at the World Cup, like the viewership, people are really starting to see how incredible these, these athletes are and really to hone in and to tap into it and to start giving these ladies what they deserve. And it's such a beautiful thing to see. And, you know, just getting a lot more respect around the world. And um, I mean, there is, as I said, a long way to go, but, you know, it's setting the stage up for these these young listeners that are listening to right now. Like when you guys get to that that point, it's, it's going to be even more incredible. So I love seeing it. Yeah, I mean, I look at players like yourself and in, in many ways you were, you know, part of a group of kind of pioneers that paved the way for the kind of better times. So obviously a lot to be proud of because maybe you went through times that were a bit harder. And But you must get great satisfaction to see the progress. But as you say, a lot more to be done. Yeah, I mean, obviously I wish it would have been a little bit better when I, when I was playing. But at the same time, you do get the satisfaction to see, you know, people, as I said, really tapping in, you know, these, these women getting paid what they deserve. You know, I just saw the Matildas just got another like increase, which I just, I love seeing that. I would love to see it more around the world, you know, more countries getting that respect, but I know that it will continue to get better and people are starting to really invest in it. You see all these amazing people becoming investors and really like showing up for the games and showing face and, I think that's really helped the game as well. And um, it's just, it's it's awesome. It's exciting. Now, in terms of, obviously, with New Jersey Crushed, it's an all-girls program. It's fantastic. And what kind of advice would you give to these young athletes? I mean, I think a lot of them are aspire to go and play in college and maybe professional. I, I think sometimes, you know, we focus a bit too much on win at all costs at a young age, or maybe we yeah. put a bit too much pressure. Like what kind of general advice would you give them on their kind of pathway? Yeah, you know, I know it's a little cliche to say, but I think first and foremost is to remember to always enjoy yourself and to have fun. Um, we put so much pressure and now that there's social media and all these things added in, there's this pressure to be the best. And as you said, to win constantly, that we forget to enjoy the game. The game is 99.9% mental and you can easily take yourself out of it if you put so much pressure on yourself. So when you're having fun and you're not thinking, you're enjoying it and you're just playing the beautiful game. And I think that's amazing. Another piece of advice that I have is be your biggest advocate. Um, there, my first three years in the pros, I didn't, I played this one minute, my first year, barely played, you know, the second and then finally got my chance with Canada. And that's when my, my, um, career kind of took off because you don't know who's watching, you know? So that's, I think another big is you never know who's watching. So always put your best foot forward and, and try your hardest. And, you know, it's not, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's not easy to be a professional. It's not easy to play in college. It's a lot of hard work. So as I said, you know, don't be hard on yourself. Um, mentally prepare for that, that aspect of your life. Be it, you know, be your biggest advocate. Like even when I was going through the college process, I came from a small city. Nobody knew how I was. A lot of people didn't recruit within the state of Wisconsin. I wrote to colleges and I said, Hey, this is who I am. This is the team I played for. These are my strengths. I always 
put emphasis on my strengths and I said, I'll, I'm open to playing different positions. Um, this is the tournaments I'm going to be in. Come watch me, come support me, um, come check it out. I would love to be a part of your program. And that is, I got a lot of feedback from that. And I think being your biggest advocate um, and just really believing in yourself is, is going to go a long way. You know, being an athlete is, is, is a tough, it's a tough thing. You know, you're hard on yourself a lot and it's a very lonely kind of world. And so you have to be your biggest advocate and believe in yourself. If I, if I would have stopped believing in myself after not playing those first three years, I would have never gone on to do the things that I wanted to do and things I wanted to accomplish. Lauren, you're an absolute inspiration to the next generation. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me and good luck to everybody on, on their careers. And one thing I will say is I love talking to anybody. So my DMs are always open if someone has a question or just wants some advice or whatever. So I just wanted to leave that as well. My Instagram is at Elsa So thank you. Brilliant, Lauren. Thank you so much. Of course.